Sacred Woman, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit by Queen Afua. Preface, entering, Preparing to Enter the Gates, Sacred Woman Training, beginning on page 5. Sacred Woman Training, How to Use This Book. Sacred Woman is a spiritual and cultural journey. In order to begin this adventure of discovery and transformation, we must turn our compass south to the sources of the Nile River in the womb of Mother Africa. Just as the Nile flows from south to north, which goes against our preconceived notions of how rivers flow, so too do the origins of the culture that we think of today as Egypt. Few understand or fully appreciate that the origins of ancient Egypt also followed from the south. Beginning in Black Africa, sources of Kemetic Nubia giving rise to the celebrated cultures of the north. Today, contemporary seekers of various traditions are invoking the spiritual wisdom of their ancestors in order to revitalize such traditions in modern life. Whether it's Native Americans reconnecting with the Great Spirit or the Chinese drinking freely from the well of Taoist tradition or Jews debating their Talmudic roots, we have discovered that we cannot become whole unless we understand the wisdom of those upon whose shoulders we stand. African Americans Exploration of their ancestral wisdom teachings has been painfully restricted by the absence of written records. But thanks to the unconquerable and profound legacy of our rich oral tradition and the extraordinary efforts of African and African-American historians and scholars, such as Dr. John Henrik Clark, Dr. Yosef Ben Jokhanan, Dr. Shava Ali and Jacob Carruthers, and spiritual leaders who apply ancient Mahatan principles to live by today, such as my husband, Haru Sen Er Semaha, we have at least been able to document the true origins of Nubian African culture and its defining and indisputable influence on Kemetic culture. Armed with the knowledge, we have been able to tap into the roots of this legacy and bring its fruit to vibrant life. Sacred Woman has given me the opportunity to share the spiritual traditions of ancient Kemet, the mother of Northern Egyptian culture, revered in books and museums worldwide. To enter fully into Kemet and the African Nubian tradition, one must set aside many of the preconceptions taught about classical Egypt, its origins, history, and spiritual traditions. This may be difficult for those who question the legitimacy of the African Nubian heritage. I can only suggest that the passport to the realm of the sacred woman is an open-minded and heart-willing to honor and experience this wisdom firsthand. Part 1. The Ancient Ways will introduce you to the spiritual and ethical legacy left to us by our ancient Nubian Kemetic ancestors who have gifted us with the understanding of sacred unity. 
These teachings have shown us that the ancient Kemet was never a polytheistic or animistic culture. The tradition viewed Netter as the undifferentiated, all one defined from whom all life emanates. It gave the mother-father aspects of the creator equal respect. The ancient ways will also introduce you to the spiritual guidance embodied in the Neturu, such as As, As, Isis, the great mother of African spiritual culture, beginner and healer, Ma'at, who represents truth, balance, harmony, law, and cosmic order, Het Heru, the aspect of divine love, beauty, and nurturing, Heru, the sacred warrior of light, the aspect of will, best the aspect of expansion, Neturu of dance, Sekhmet, the lion-headed Patronus of healers, and finally the sacred lotus, Nefer Atum, the aspect of the highest ascension and unlimited potential. Thus, the Neturu, who have been mislabeled the gods and goddesses, are actually manifestations of the wondrous divine attributes of Netur, the mother-father source. This is especially significant to Western women, who are more accustomed to receiving their empowerment through worship of a male godhead and the intercession of male priesthood. The spiritual teachings of ancient Kemet are made relevant today through sacred woman training. By necessity, sacred woman training provides only a brief introduction to ancient Kemet, for indeed the, seri the serious study of this civilization could take a lifetime. I offer it to you in hopes that you will be so fascinated by the truth of its teachings that you will be inspired to explore much more deeply into our rich cultural treasures. First degree sacred woman training. Gateway zero, the sacred womb. The purpose of the first degree sacred woman training is to awaken us to the power of the womb as our physical and psycho-spiritual center. As we enter gateway zero, we learn how to identify, cleanse, purify, heal, and honor one of the primary gateways of our spiritual power. Through sacred altar work and daily spiritual observances and through journaling and dialoguing with the spirit of the womb, we learn how to deprogram ourselves from harmful thoughts, attitudes, habits, and relationships. Through Gateway Zero, we learn the art of caring for our wombs by offering them the gift of wellness philosophy. This includes the natural living approach to food, womb rejuvenation techniques, womb affirmations, womb meditations, and learning to use the sacred woman's womb scroll. Most important, we learn how to honor ourselves through an African spiritual and cultural tradition whose sole aim is to bring us into full power. You may experience your womb work by entering Gateway Zero individually or as a member of a sacred womb circle of four to eight women who gather their forces together for a minimum of 21 days or a maximum of four months to purify and heal the womb on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. 
This process can be extremely rewarding and supportive. So call your girlfriends, co-workers, relatives, and or women's group to pack their spirit bags and join you as an inaugurate this powerful ascent into your sacredness. Together you will physically purify, pray, meditate, do journal work, make music, and love and support one another as you transform your wombs from a state of disease and disharmony to one of wellness and purification. First degree sacred woman training lays the foundation of womb wellness that is integral to your experience of nine gateways of initiation. Once you have completed Gateway Zero, your womb health will be better than ever before and you will be ready to begin the second stage of your Sacred Woman Training. Second Degree Sacred Woman Training Exploring the Nine Gateways Individually Each gateway represents a spiritual rite of passage that will liberate you from your old life and usher you into a new way of being. This work requires a commitment to transform your consciousness from ignorance, denial, or grandiosity, grandiosity to harmonious alignment with your true divine nature as a sacred woman. We do not travel the gateway alone. At each gateway, we are accompanied by the inspiration grace, protection, and guidance of the spiritual guardians, ancestors, elders, and contemporaries associated with the teachings of each particular gateway. And if we are blessed, the collective energy and transformative power of the sisters also accompany us in our sacred womb circle. Each gateway will introduce you to a specific spiritual legacy that will serve as the next step in the cultivation of your sacred woman consciousness. The gateways and their guardians are Gateway 1, Sacred Word, Tahuti, Gateway 2, Sacred Food, Ta'ert, Gateway 3, Sacred Movement, Bess, Gateway 4, Sacred Space, Nehebet, Gateway 5, Sacred Beauty, Het Heru. Gateway 6, Sacred Healing, Shechemet. Gateway 7, Sacred Relationship, Ma'at. Gateway 8, Sacred Union, As. And Gateway 9, Nefer Autum, Sacred Lotus Initiation, Mesh Hekanet. And Nefer Autum, Aset, and Nefer Autum. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Exploring each gateway requires a seven-day commitment and conscious immersion in this profound curriculum. In the second degree woman training, you have the option of exploring any of the nine gateways as a separate course of study. The most important requirement is that the chosen gateway serves as an answer to your prayer. For example, Sarah found herself in a state of constant agitation. She could only utter the harshest criticisms and complaints to her family, co-workers, and friends. When her four-year-old daughter said, mommy, you say too many bad words, 
Sarah burst into tears for she knew that her words had indeed become lethal weapons in the safety of her sacred circle. She knew there was an answer to her dilemma and she was able to seek refuge in Gateway One Sacred Word where she found herself in the sheltering arms of Tahuti as Sarah began her journey through Gateway One and dedicated herself to its daily spiritual observances guided meditations and journaling and transformative work day by day her life began to change before her eyes and second degree chaining the most important steps are to one read the entire text of the gateway before you begin your work to commit to a seven day period in which you have a lighter or more flexible schedule and can prioritize your spiritual work three Make the hours of 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. sacred. No matter how challenging your daily schedule, remember if you put your commitment to spirit first, all the energy you need will be gifted to you. Third degree sacred woman training. The nine gateways of sacred initiation. In third degree sacred woman training, you make a profound commitment to putting spirit first in your life. Like the initiation of the ancient mystery schools, the third degree training brings you to the crossroads between unconsciousness and consciousness in your life's journey. When you enter this level, you are no longer protected by the safety nets of ignorance offered to beginners. This is a conscious path. Some members of our sacred womb circle describe the process of embracing third degree training this way. The first degree training is like getting your BA degree. Gateway Zero contains all of the fundamentals about how to locate and maintain your sacred seat and womb wisdom in a rigorous course of study. By the time you have completed four months, you actually do become wise in the ways of your womb and you begin to understand the absolute necessities of embracing a natural living lifestyle. Second degree training is like getting your master's degree. You choose a specific gateway of the sacred woman training to concentrate on and you delve deep Once you begin to explore the body, mind, spirit, dimensions of a particular gateway, every part of your life begins to change. I concentrated my first experience of second degree training on Gateway 4, Sacred Space, and I watched everything in my life transform. Clutter disappeared, old worn out possessions that I no longer had, used for were joyfully released and I found new almost magical ways of creating sacred space in my life. I never realized how much I'd been holding on to until Nebet Het revealed to me that I was hanging on to old fears like old shoes in the back of my closet that no longer fit. When I get rid of these old shoes, when I got rid of these old shoes, I got rid of my old consciousness too. I can't tell you how rewarding it was for me to spend three months in Gateway 4. Now, my sister friend Annie has no issues in that gateway and she had a positive and satisfying experience in seven days, but I needed three months. Second degree training allows us to take 
and make our own sacred time. Annie reminded me that she spent six months studying and processing the teachings of Gateway 8, Sacred Union, and she didn't even have a mate at the time. We decided that the most important thing for us in second degree training was to trust that our spiritual guardians and ancestors would guarantee that we ended up in the right gate at the right time. The third degree sacred woman training truly prepares you to receive your PhD. It requires a commitment of 50 to 60 days devoted to putting spirit first and foremost in your life. Since the majority of the women in my circle are employed full-time and care for their families as well, third-degree training is a major commitment. But with the help of our sacred circle, commit we did. In the third-degree sacred woman training, aspirants met together in the sacred womb circle to journey together through each of the nine gateways of initiation in sequential order. They perform their daily spiritual observances, share experiences, stories, discuss their encounters with the healing presence, discuss the challenges they faced, and they incorporate the, de- the dietary guidelines and other elements of the natural life st- living lifestyle and rate their progress with their seven-day transformative work. They come face-to-face with suppressed emotions and share the joy of their triumph that comes from releasing old fears and healing the feminine spirit. Aspirants experience the cumulative power of making their words sacred, making their food sacred, making their space sacred, making their beauty sacred, making their healing sacred, making their relationships sacred, and making their union sacred in order to experience the culmination of the training in Nefer Autum, Sacred Lotus Initiation, which enthrones you in your sacred seat of African womanhood and glory. Divine Queen, with your lotus status reinstated, you will walk the earth as a fully realized sacred woman in contact with your inner heavenly realms. Once again, it will be as it was in the beginnings when you were fully empowered, invigorated with the memory of who you were then and who you are now. You have even greater dynamic potential because of the purity of your strong cultural and spiritual lineage. Even with all the twists and turns of our lives, always remember that sacred woman was our beginning. Sacred womanness is our home. Living in a sacred woman is our destiny. Everything in our life works in a circle. All things come from the womb. The sacred spirit dwells in a sacred woman and she will forever rise. Let's begin. Tomorrow we will start part one, the ancient ways. Here ends the reading on page eight. Sacred Woman, a guide to healing the feminine body, mind, and spirit by Queen Afua. Beginning on page nine, part one, the ancient ways. Chapter one, 
Hermetic Nubian philosophy. They say our way is dead. They say our way is no more. That the Nine Valley legacy all ended thousands of years ago. But we are here and we remember. My people are the elders of the earth. They are the originators of what is commonly known as Greek philosophy, which is actually the ancient Kemetic Egyptian way of life. Kemet, K-H-A-M-I-T, refers to the original Nubian Ma'atan culture of the Hapi, Hapi Nile Valley Afrikaans. The spelling of Africa, A-F, R-A-K-A literally means flesh, A-F, and soul, K-A, of the hidden sun, Ra, R-A. The more common spelling, Africa, A-F-R-I-C-A, comes from the Arabic word frick or frick, which means separate, divide, or conquer, like Africa, Egypt, Africa. Egypt is a name imposed on ancient Kemet by foreigners. The Kemetic people are the spiritual heads, teachers, motivators, and guides of the planet ordained by Netur, the one most high creator. The people of ancient Kemet had much to share thousands of years ago. We descendants and perpetrators of that sacred tradition have much to share today. The Hotep peaceful ways and original holistic nature of Kemetic people is a model that if properly adapted has the ability to save the planet from mass destruction. It is this path, this way of life that has so deeply inspired me and become the root of my life's work. The ancient ways of Kemetic people can teach us, can teach all people how to become truly humane again. The Kemetic matters come to this realization by purifying their lives. Today we purify our own lives, we grow closer to our divine self, and this transformation can bring us to a state of constant bliss, peace, and wellness. Sacred woman is the entrance way I offer into the state of enlightenment. Follow the path of mind, body, spirit, purification can bring us into the place where we will be touched and united with the great, great, great grandparents of the earth, the ancestors. My ancestors learned how to combine and unite the elements of earth air, fire, water, and spirit, and they continue to teach us their methods through the carvings and inscriptions on their temple walls. They bring us the gift of laying on of hands through the efforts of Ast, Isis and her sister Nebet Het to restore life to the broken body of Asar, Oriasis, Osiris, who became came a symbol of resurrection for all humanity. Contrary to popular belief and ignorance, my ancestors, the black people of the black land of the Nile Valley, did not worship many gods and goddesses. 
my African ancestors viewed Netur, the creator, as the undifferentiated, one all divine from which all life emanates. However, Netur has many wondrous divine attributes in all of these manifestations. The Neturu are aspects of its wholeness. Consider for a moment such divine emanations as Ma'at, the aspect of balance, harmony, truth, law, righteousness, and reciprocity. Het Heru, the aspect of divine love and beauty, and Nefer, Autum, the sacred lotus, representing the highest ascension and unlimited potential. Heru, the falcon represents victory, the aspect that we can all that we can call upon to fly above the obstacles, all obstacles. Tehuti embodies the aspect of divine intelligence and so on. The Kemetanites, my ancestors, believe that within the heavenly realm, the presence of the divine is reflected in the balanced worship of Netur, the mother, father, creator, where both aspects in one when are given equal respect. By contrast, most present-day Western religious recognize only the male priest and worship only a male god in a heaven of male angels. In the ancient African spiritual tradition, there is deep respect for the mother creator and the female priestesses, as well as for the father creator and the male priests. The Kemetmites lived the philosophy of Ma'at and had respect, reverence, and honor for Netur and its divine manifestation in man and woman and all nature. They saw nature and their environment as an expression of Netur and an inspiration for self-healing from which my, quote, heal thyself philosophy comes from. The Kamites use the element of water for purification rites through baptisms, fasting, and enemas. They use the element of earth in the form of healing foods, herbology, and aromatherapy to purify and rejuvenate the body temple. My ancestors used the element of air, breath, through what was called Ari An, 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 Ka, now known as Hatha Yoga, the various sacred movements that possesses that have been depicted on the walls of temples and pyramids were carved by many people thousands of years ago. Their records have outlasted man-made misinterpretations and outlived the libraries burned by foreigners who could not comprehend or appreciate the spiritual heights and advancement of my people. To be recharged and purified, my people use the element of fire in rituals based on the powerful rays of Atan-Ra, the sun, which blazed over the vast desert of Kemet. They use fire foods to cleanse such as radishes, leeks, onions, and cayenne. 
They burned frankincense and mirth, cinnamon and other spices, herbs and essential oils and used them to smudge their bodies to destroy negative spiritual entities and traced to the body temple. Today, we only need to look to the source of this knowledge as presented in the 42 laws of Ma'at. The 42 Laws of Ma'at. I will do no wrong. I will not steal. I will not act with violence. I will not kill. I will not act unjustly. I will not cause pain. I will not waste food. I will not lie. I will not desecrate holy places. I will not speak evil. I will not abuse my sexuality. I will not cause the shedding of tears. I will not sow seeds of regret. I will not be an aggressor. I will not act guilefully, guilefully. I will not lay waste the plowed land. I will not bear false witness. I will not set my mouth in motion against any person. I will not be wrathful and angry except for a just cause. I will not copulate with a man's wife. I will not copulate with a woman's husband. I will not pollute myself. I will not cause terror. I will not pollute the earth. I will not speak in anger. I will not turn from words of right and truth. I will not utter curses. I will not initiate a quarrel. I will not excitable. I will not be excitable or contentious. I will not prejudge. I will not be the eavesdropper. I will not speak over much. I will not commit treason against my ancestors. I will not waste water. I will not do evil. I will not be arrogant. I will not blaspheme nature the one most high i will not commit fraud i will not mistreat children i will not mistreat animals i will not defraud temple offerings i will not plunder the dead the 42 laws of ma'at this moral and ethical guide is the legacy left to us by our ancient nubian comedic ancestors Egyptologists refer to them as the negative conventions or the declarations of innocence. The interpretations below came through Heru Ankh-Ra Semaha, chief priest of the Shrine of the Ptah in New York City. Unlike the Ten Commandments, which came from an exterior power, the 42 laws of Ma'at inspire personal responsibility and accountability to one's own indwelling divinity. We recite them at sunrise and sunset. In the morning, we say, I will not. In the evening, we say, I have not. In this way, we conduct a daily moral inventory for the commites, commits every day is judgment day otepu peacing peace and blessings the basis of comedic society every day of my life i maintain a healthy body temple as my ancestors did before me by blessing and consuming <clears throat> the four elements of the body 
mind, and spirit from disease. <coughs> Excuse me. I activate the element of spirit through meditation and Hesse chanting. This element of spirit permeates all the elements of nature and nature are one. My earliest ancestors were mostly vegetarian, particularly the priestesses and the priests. They understood the necessity for purity in performing spiritual work unlike many spiritual teachers of today. The basic comedic diet consisted of beans, lentils, peas, barley, millet, nuts, fruits, such as dates, melons, and pomegranates, vegetables such as onions, cabbage, and peppers, and healing herbs such as go-to cola, nettle, aloe, garlic, and parsley. And when they were invaded by Asian nomadic shepherds, the heck shasu more flesh foods entered the diet, thus sowing the seeds of our ultimate deterioration. My ancestors founded their entire society upon the divine spirit Netra, which kept them in a state of continual purification, meditation, wellness, and harmony of the soul, body, and mind. Everything they did was sacred and nature driven from their work to their clothing, from their relationship to their homes, temples, and government. The entire society was directed by the 42 laws of Ma'at, the moral code of ethics that later inspired the Ten Commandments. This belief in the sacredness of life and of all things helped them maintain a thriving nation like the Hunas, Hunzas in the Himalayas today, my people were four thousands of years unpoliced, peaceful people. Today, their example of a divine civilization offers of us a model that could, if put into practice, create global healing. Comedic Spiritual Practices I rise at the hour of Nebet Het Dawn to call out in prayer the 42 laws of Ma'at to spiritually secure my day. Then I place a Ma'at feather into my hair to encourage me to live in right and truth throughout my day for I am responsible for what I create. My ancient African ancestors taught us how to love ourselves through the divination of the body members showing us that every part of us is a divine aspect of the creator from our eyes of het heru beauty to our two feet pata stability and strength this is Excuse me, this healing ritual, which appears to our African holy book, the Pert M. Heru N. Ger, the book of coming forth by day from night, misnamed the Egyptian book of the dead by Egyptologists. This teaches us how to love ourselves 
more each day so that we can be of greater service and uplifting humanity. My comedic ancestors had a wonderful, had a powerful way of bringing our spiritual bodies into balance and healing it done and healing. It was done by giving us sacred words to speak in our meditations to evoke the resurrection of our ka soul. My favorite is Nuk Punuk Ku Ami Ku Jem Jem Keparu Em Naturha. I am that I am, a shining being dwelling in light, and I come from the limbs of the Most High Netur. I speak these words daily for they make me feel spiritually confident that I am divine by nature because I am the essence of the creator. This fills my soul and makes me complete as a netur, a sacred woman. My people use beauty, art, music, and dance to elevate the spirit. We were the originators of the guitar, the harp, the tambourine, and the drum. Art was seen as a beautiful, holy expression of the divine, for my people believe that beauty and goodness are an expression of Netur, the divine creator dwelling within us. So today we celebrate many ceremonies, rituals, and services artistically for the glory of Netur. To this day, our music, our voices, our songs often tame the violent, beastly nature of all who destroy or oppress life. Coming home to our true selves. We are the original Lotus people. Sweet, beautiful, illuminating, spiritual, and compassionate. The concession, the concession, the consciousness of one who lives in the lotus state was, is, Nefer Autun, a being of pure light who evolves out of the mud of challenge, where the lotus seed is ver- fertilized and grows upward to blossom into a wondrous, beautiful soul of light. Ausar, Asar, O Cyrus. The first lotus master is depicted on the temple walls and papyrus scrolls with the lotus growing out of his feet. The priestesses were lotus women who were lotus blossoms in their headbands, who wore lotus blossoms in their headbands. Tragically, we lost our way thousands of years ago, but some of us seek to remember to spiritually and physically grow and blossom by returning to our ancient ways. My mate is one who was touched by the ancient early in life. His first mentor was his father, James Georges, in Toyota, British Virgin Islands, Although he was a Christian minister, he taught and guided his son in secrecy from the age of five to our, in our ancient comedic legacy. And the seed his father planted in him at such a young age has grown into a sturdy tree. 
Many years later, after much study and application and meditation, my husband, Sen Er Heru Ankra Samaha, has been passing on this legacy by initiating many newly awakened comets into their happy Nile Valley tradition. I myself am one of Sen Er's most devoted students of our ancient path. For years, I kept seeking my spiritual home and many beautiful cultural and spiritual paths from other races of people. In my search, I learned to love and appreciate all forms of spiritual life. Yet, I always, I was always a visitor. As those years, I was on the outside looking in while I danced their dance of the spirit, chanted their words of praise, draped myself in the garments and spoke in the foreign tongue, but now I have been blessed to find my way back home to self. My unique cultural expression of divinity now lives and has its breath and being within me. I am no longer a stranger of our ancient ways. I am so filled because I am one with my beginnings. After 20 years on the path of purification, Diligently cleansing my karma, I was blessed with a living teacher who would be my chosen mate and my guide on the pathway home. I received my ankh, my key of life, and was initiated into my legacy by Sen Er Heru Ankhra Semaha Se Pata, elder, priest, and healer in the African high culture and spiritual life, who has initiated thousands into the ancient way of the Mahatan Kemetic Nubian legacy. I am a returning ancestor, shaking off the dust and restoring my dry bones. For my legacy says that Ankh life is eternal. We never die. And since I am part of that eternity, I have been blessed to pick up where I left off thousands of years ago because knowledge of self is in my DNA in my melanin. I am blessed because my people were the ones who taught the world about Netur, the all, one all creator, about true holistic living and natural healing and about respect for elders, nature, and community. We even taught humanity astronomy and astrology, how to read the planets and the stars. We were very spiritually attuned before foreigners began to plague our land with our green fields and destroy our spiritual wealth. It is my people, the Earth's elders, who gave the world science, math, laying on of hands, reflexology, art, music, and dance, a legacy of magnificent beauty so it is with tremendous gratitude that we now realign ourselves with the ancient Ma'atan way. It brought glory to our past and it can help us today. Here ends the reading on page 14.